Hello, I'm Richard Heffernan, a reader in government in the Department of Politics and International Studies at the Open University. We can all remember where we were and what we were doing on that terrible day of September 11, 2001. On that day, terrorists seized control of four commercial aircraft, turned them into bombs, and destroyed the World Trade Center in New York, severely damaged the Pentagon building in Washington, D.C., and killed some 3,000 people, mostly civilians. September 11th, or 9-11 as it is also known, has had a considerable impact in the past 10 years, not only in the United States but throughout the world. Its consequences can, in many respects, be seen to have been a pivotal event in helping shape the contemporary world in which we live. Modern terrorism has been witnessed at work both before and after 9-11 in countries such as the United States, the United Kingdom, Spain, India, Iraq, Afghanistan, Egypt, Israel and Indonesia, to name but some. It is a transnational problem. Terrorism, whether it is the product of freestanding groups or of groups allied with particular states, is an expression of asymmetrical warfare. It reflects war between states and non-state actors with vastly different military capabilities. In 2001, the US defence budget was some $300 billion. This was larger than the military budgets of some 168 other nations combined. The US was attacked on September 11th by 19 people, organised by Al-Qaeda, armed only with box cutters. The attacks cost only something in the region of $450,000 to execute. But the costs of September 11th, both in human and in financial terms, has been immeasurable. Today, the US military budget is some $600 billion per year. Every country is affected by what goes on inside other states, particularly those we define as failing or as rogue states. These may possess weapons of mass destruction and they can be seen to pose a threat to their neighbours, their region and quite possibly the wider world. Transborder terrorist violence therefore constitutes a direct challenge to the authority of all states, but it particularly challenges the right of a great power such as the United States, currently the dominant world power, to regulate the international use of violence. In the wake of September 11th, the United States and its allies, foremost amongst them the United Kingdom, reorientated their foreign and defence policies to counter the threat posed by state and non-state actors who threatened them. This strategy was evidenced in different forms, in the war on terror, the intervention in Afghanistan from October 2001, and in the war in Iraq from March 2003. September 11th raised questions not only about the United States' foreign policy, but also about its assumed dominance as a leading international superpower. Ten years on, much may have changed, but much of the geopolitical landscape remains the same. The war on terror, even if that phrase is no longer in use, continues to be waged by the US and its allies, both at home and abroad. The US may now have a different president in the form of Barack Obama, elected to replace George Bush in 2008, but it fell to Obama to order the military action that led to the killing of the al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden in Pakistan in May 2011. This podcast is based on an interview I recorded in 2008 with my colleague Simon Bromley, who is the author of American Power and the Prospects for International Order. Here we discuss the consequences of September 11th and its particular impacts on the United States hegemony, its global leadership and its military and diplomatic strategy. The interview took place when George Bush was still in office and Osama bin Laden was still at large. The Open University. For more information, go to www.open.edu forward slash iTunes U.